Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I am your co-host, Andy Rieger. Hi, Andy. Jay Rieger and co. Joined as always by the always interrupting Matt Basinger of Swellspark. Matt chose gin today, so we are drinking gin tonics. Uh, Matt is using a coffee cup. It always uh, tastes like coffee. Uh, well, Steve, our guest, is actually shrugging his shoulders while he has an entire bottle of whiskey sitting in front of him that he can self-serve. So we're not really going to take his complaints too seriously. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, as always, joined by the lovely Miss Jackie Wise of Prize Bank. Hi, Jackie. Today's guest is a serial entrepreneur and the owner of the Chateau Avalon Hotel, Steve Beaumont. Steve has a lot of different things he's going to talk about. Matt knows him, so I'm playing from behind. Steve, welcome to the show. Great to have, great to be here. I was not aware about the gin and tonic offer. We apologize. Matt is not the most kind when it comes it's to true. guest experience. Yeah. Just put that up your sleeve before you leave. Andy won't notice. Okay. Hey, uh, so there's a lot of business to talk about, so let's dive right in. You do more than one thing, so this is somewhat more complicated, but what do you do? What do you run? What are you involved with? Can you give us the, the resume of sorts of, of all the things? Sure. Um, I don't like to work for anybody else. And so I see things that uh, ought to be and try to create them, whether that's uh, the Chateau Avalon, which you guys are familiar with, and the new... A, a hotel in the Legends area. Yeah, yeah yep. that's a theme, theme-based theme hotel up by the Legends, correct? I've also owned a nursing company. I own a real estate development company. I've done shopping centers, banks, and um, bowling alleys, family fun centers. So I like to take development and, and explore the creative side of that. I guess you would say most of what I have has a common thread of development, real estate development. Yeah. But I try to take a more entrepreneurial approach to that. Sometimes it means creating the business just to build the building. So the entrepreneurial approach has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Where did you start? How did you get into all of this? Mm, wow, great question. You hear that a lot, probably. They're all great questions. They are all yeah, great every questions. Every single well, one. Well, That's you, why we ask them. I'll let yeah. you know if one's lame, though. We'll see if we can call one out. Well, Andy might have a couple lame ones, but yeah. I'll, I'll continue with great questions. So back, back uh, about 19, what would it have been? About 1992, I was uh, pretty early in my real estate career. I did a lot of tenant representation, where I basically had commercial tenants that wanted locations, and I would go out and find Radio Shack, all their Kansas City stores, or Old Country Buffet, or Burger King. Mm -hmm. I represented all those guys. And I met a couple of bankers in Shawnee who wanted to buy the then girls softball complex at Midland Drive and 435, if you guys know that part of town. It used to be the old JCGAA complex there. And they wanted to put a Walmart on it, and formed a partnership with me at 20, what is I, 27, 28, something like that, to develop this Walmart on that corner. Well, lo and behold, Walmart decided not to go there. Hmm. And they went to what is now Frontage Road, 77th and Frontage Road, I-35. And these guys, these bankers are like, crud, what are we gonna do? We're buying this land, and we're building a new JCGAA you know, uh, softball complex. What are we gonna do with it? And I said, I got an idea. And I met with them at uh, Macaroni Grill at 93rd and Metcalf, if you guys remember it. It's mm -hmm. torn down now, torn yep. down in the last year. You could write on the, on the paper. Uh, and right? that's yeah. where, I, yeah, I basically drew on the, uh, on the tablecloth right there with the crayons, yep. right? I drew what is today West Glen Shopping Center okay. on that plan. And I said, I believe that we can build a shopping center based around a movie theater. It had never been done before, really anywhere at that time in the United States. Everything was anchored by... Uh, grocery store or a category killer like a Walmart and Target and those kinds of things. And I said, I think we can do an entertainment center here. 
let's go find a movie theater because there's nothing on the west side. I'm taking all of my dates to Oak Park Mall 6, mm -hmm. and there needs to be something for all of us that live over here. So the, the short version, if there is a short version. It's, it's the brief it's, version on this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was just a drawn crayon plan for what is now West Glen Shopping Center. Once I got that open, I went, oh, I love this. Mm -hmm. You can create something out of nothing. And now today, my kids have seen all their favorite movies at that same movie theater. Mm. Serendipitous. I love it. Yeah. So all it takes to start a business is just a crayon and a tablecloth. That, what did, did it work for you guys? Did you, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we're all sitting here today together. Mine uh -huh. was literally a Southwest Airlines napkin mm -hmm. was, our, was our first. Interesting. I bet you were more organized than me. Um, sure. So, <laughs> so Steve, okay, so sort of doing everything. We sort of have to break everything up into little quadrants. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about what you have right now. So the Chateau Avalon Hotel. Did you First off, did you have any hotel experience prior? None at all. How did you decide that hotels were going to be, or a hotel was going to be the right thing for you to plant your flag in as well when you had absolutely no experience in that category? I am really comfortable in areas where I have no experience. <laughs> My entire life is filled with things that I had no experience or qualifications to do. Case in point, develop West Glen, buy a nursing company and grow it to 300 employees, um, build a bowling alley that I knew nothing about, Ultimately, the, the chateau was really a simple idea. I, my second child was born, Shelby, and like so many parents, once you have children, romance is out the window. It's just what? keep the kids alive, go to work, <laughs> come home, go to bed. How many kids do you have, Andy? Uh, we have two. Interesting. And we're okay. done. Yep. Yeah. So I, I just lamented the fact, and my friends were in the same spot. They were not unlike you guys with young kids, and romance is not what you think about day to day anymore. And I said, that's just not right. There should be romance in, in marriages. And just because you have kids, it shouldn't be out the window. So I thought, what kind of a cool hotel would get me to leave my bedroom and go 20 minutes away and spend a couple hundred bucks? So that's where the genesis of the idea of a theme hotel concept rooms. Oh, hang on, hang on. So, but, but with that, so, but do you, you know, you described three different concepts, bowling alley, nursing company, mm -hmm. hotel. Mm -hmm. How do you understand that what you're doing is right? Are you going into, you know, you're picking a different partner for everything that you're doing? Are you hiring consultants that specifically help with hotel building and mm. conceptualizing or bowling alley design? Or are you using architecture firms that specialize in those? How do you know? Because, I mean, if, like we, we can all, we're all entrepreneurs here. Mm -hmm. If I want to go build a hotel, great. I know the process to do that, but I don't know what makes the intricacies of a hotel, a hotel, you know, how big the bathrooms are supposed to be or where the kitchens are supposed to be located or the ice rooms or whatever it is that makes a hotel a hotel. Who helps you with all of these? Well, I didn't get a consultant to answer your question. I didn't get a consultant for any of the businesses that I started. I just follow my gut. I, I just see a need in the market and I, and I feel like if that need is, is real and if I need it, somebody else probably needs it. So I started asking mm -hmm. friends, do you need this? And describe what it is, or I, somebody in business. My market studies are no more fancy than just pulling a few friends or business associates to find out, would you buy this if it was there, sure. mm -hmm. right? Would you throw axes if it was available to mm -hmm. you? So how do you, what we ran into with axe throwing and with escape rooms is we're describing something that folks 
have a hard time understanding, right? In the early stages of escape rooms, like, hey, uh, it's a theme and I'm gonna lock you in a room and you have to find your way out. And people are like, I don't know that that sounds really exciting. As you're envisioning the chateau of this hotel that has hidden bookcase doors and has themed jungle bunk beds, like, mm -hmm. were people like, oh yeah, of course, like that's exactly what I've been thinking about. Or was there some hesitation uh, when you were sharing that with your friends and family? No hesitation from friends and family in terms of, hey, would it be cool for you to take your wife to a place that had a rhinoceros in the room and you were in a hut? Does that sound romantic? Yes, I need that. <laughs> that was the easy part. The hard part was convincing the bankers like Jackie here to say yes. I got turned mm -hmm. down by 51 banks. I, basically every bank in Kansas City that did any kind of real estate loan turned me down, some mm -hmm. as many as three times, or two times. The, the bank that ultimately financed it had turned it down twice before. Now, was that based off of your lack of experience? Was it based off of, um, and I don't mean this like offensively, because you and I know each other well enough, was that, mm -hmm. was that based off of them saying like, oh, that's, that's a great idea, but where are where the numbers come from? Like, did you have, when you were presenting to banks, did you have all this or were you selling them on an idea and saying, this is going to work? It's all about the idea. It's all about the, this is going to work concept because what banks did then and really what they still do today is they, they lend on flags, the national brands, the Marriott's, the Hilton's, the Hamptons, the national flags. And they, they have data that says, if you open this within 12 months, you're going to do this much occupancy. And within 24 months, your stabilized income is going to look like that. Banks love data. Am I right, Jackie? And there is no data on this. So it has to be a fly by the seat of your pants. So I really, uh, like I would say to you, is that the first and most important thing is being a salesperson, being able to bring the vision and tell the story in such a way that it compels people to understand it and want to and want to back it, right? Uh, because most people don't get it. Why is it? Wait, you're going to lock me in a room and give me nothing, and you might put a handcuff onto a chair? Uh, no, <laughs> but you knew it worked, right? Nope. But you just kept telling the story, you made it vivid, you made it understandable, and that's how you get it done. So, you know, let's look at Bowling Alley, Nursing Company, Hotel. Mm -hmm. How do you know that you're building, are you using different architects that specialize in those things? I mean, on the nursing side, it's less about architects, it's more about, you know, employee management and you know, organization, but there's a lot of permits that, you know, I'm sure as an entrepreneur, you've done multiple times in your career where you three years down the road, you're like, oh shit, I need that permit. I had no idea. No one ever said anything. Yeah. I'll go get it tomorrow. Like, yeah. I had Forgiveness, no not permission. Exactly. <laughs> How do you know that what you're doing is right though? And, and, and I understand everything can be done differently, but mm -hmm. I mean, are you hiring, when you built your bowling alley, mm -hmm. did you go hire an architecture firm that specialized in bowling alley construction? Yeah. Okay. So you're using, so, so they're not technically consultants, but they're experts in the specific field. Same thing goes with the hotel. Did you hire an architecture firm that was like, we have designed 4,000 hotels in our existence. More specifically than that, I went and found uh, architects that specifically designed Vegas hotels, heavily Got themed it. hotels. So you go and you find the expert that can put to paper what's in your brain. Yeah. How do you find that? Just Google? There wasn't Google back then. Oh, in the 90s. <laughs> there was a thing, it was called a library, and you went into a card catalog I've heard of these. <laughs> yeah, they're antiques, man. I don't know if they still exist. I read about them on the internet. Uh huh. Steve, what's how, that? 
how, <laughs> how do you decide, right? Uh, as Andy has referenced, you've done multiple different things. And, and the most recent we haven't even touched on being the event, event space mm -hmm. that is kind of somewhat attached to the Chateau Avalon. Yeah. How do you decide between, oh, the Chateau was the thing and I want to replicate this thing and mm -hmm. we've created this and, and I know that it works, so let's do more of it mm -hmm. versus I want to do this new thing. Do you have checks and balances or what, what helps you make those decisions? Well, family, mm -hmm. you know, determines what, what you can and can't do. My kids are now all in college and so I have the freedom to do what I want to do. When I built the chateau, my kids were, as we know, two years mm -hmm. old and, and four years old with another one on the way. Once I did that, I committed my life to raising the kids. Mm -hmm. So that said, Steve, you're not going to build this in other cities. That, that was just basically my, my primary motivation was to take care and raise those kids the right way. In my in my non-kid world, I wanted to do chateaus in 26 metros, mm -hmm. but that just wasn't in the cards. So I, from that point on, let my entrepreneurial, you know, need for sparkly things to only, I confined it to a geography and a time frame that allowed me to raise kids. Swell, sparkly things? Swell, sparkly things. Well done. <laughs> Wish I could have gone there on my own. You're a dork. <laughs> oh, man. What else? Tell us about the event space. Okay. By, by the way, Matt has just been yelling at me all day as we've been recording episodes today because I'm not letting him talk. So he's giving uh, me a hug right now. Thanks, buddy. Matt, thanks for giving me a it, shot. It's all about you. Thank you. That's what I've been telling my wife for years. Yep. <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> what about romance? Hey, tell us about the event space. The event space is a new business, but an old idea, mm -hmm. a really old idea, actually. I, I don't have too many new ideas. I just copy things that I think are cool, right? I didn't have the idea to build a bowling alley. I just mm -hmm. built one in my own backyard. Movie theater, same thing. The, when I was designing the Chateau Avalon uh, with the architect from Vegas that we talked about, um, initially I said there needs to be a conservatory, was the word I used, mm -hmm. out somewhere near the Beaumont Fountain, which is the biggest fountain in Kansas City and that nobody knows about, mm -hmm. you know? I built a fountain too. I did that with my own hands. I've never done that before. <laughs> um, anyway, I drew up a conservatory that was gonna go there that was gonna host special events and things like that because as I was at those libraries way back when in 2001, 2002, drawing pictures of things that I liked and cutting and pasting and going to a thing called a copying machine, I kept seeing these glass buildings and I called them a conservatory. That was the word I associated with it. And put it in my think tank, and it's been sitting there just ruminating for 17 years, mm -hmm. right? And this year, well, actually, I wish I could say this year. During COVID, mm -hmm. uh, in January of 2020, if you guys go back in your time frames, I wrote a big That's three six days ago, it feels like. Yeah, I wrote yes. a six-figure check to a company to build me this thing that I had drawn up. And two months later, COVID hit. Mm -hmm. March the, of 2020. The C word. We, we don't right. say that And word so here. now I had this beautiful glass conservatory. The word, the actual proper word is an orangery. Okay. Orange with R-Y on the end mm -hmm. of it. Orangery. And what orangeries are synonymous with is castles in Europe. Hmm. The, the lords and the ladies, the dukes and the earls, the kings and the princes, they all have castles and they got to protect their fruit trees in the winter. So they build giant glass greenhouses around them hmm. just to protect them. Those are called orangeries, that's the orange, right? 
And they're just beautiful structures. There's nothing like them. And I said, I want to bring that to the United States. I want, I want to bring just another piece of beauty to this city, to this you know, community that I'm in. And th that was it. And I, and I committed to it. And we wrote the check and you know, built it and then couldn't open it because you're shut down, mm -hmm. right? You can't have groups of more than five people or 50 people or yeah. whatever. So we've just been sitting on it for a while, but it's exciting. I love it. Um, I can't wait for you to come out and see it. Yep. Yep. W my last kind of business question, but just talking about the Avent space, now that you've been in business for a couple decades, when you get to the point of Avent, you say, we wrote a check, right? Is that, are you working with help folks to help you finance this? Do you have partners? Do you have investors? Are you now approaching that same bank or uh, is it at a cash flow? Or Emprise Bank. Or Emprise, or Emprise Bank. Bank. Well, it, Emprise it needs Bank. to be Emprise Bank, right? That's right, yeah. Maybe another orangery needs to go up and I need to talk to Jackie and her team. Um, to answer the first question, no, I don't have any partners. Uh, second question is, yes, I just wrote a check for the orangery just, mm -hmm. just because I didn't want to go through 20 more banks yep. <laughs> and try to explain them, here's what I want to do. Yeah. So I paid cash for it. Um, in the future, I would I would love to do more and 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 love to talk to Jackie and her team about that. Well, Steve, this this podcast is called Let Me Be Brief. You have enough stories to fill fifty episodes, and so we'd love to have you back once you have twenty orangeries around okay. the country, hopefully. But yeah. in the meantime, to completely shift subjects, what is the coolest thing you've ever done? Now, you cannot say marriage, and you cannot say having kids. Those are the ground rules. Hmm. Um. I was in Rotary. I've been in Rotary for a long time. You guys familiar with that? A volunteer yep, yep. organization, business leaders, and that kind of thing. And I was uh, visiting a friend of mine who lived in Waikiki in Hawaii. And actually, two friends, Scott and I, were meeting with Ed. And I convinced them to go to a Rotary Club meeting, which did not sound like a fun thing to do while you're in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I think you got a business in Hawaii. Couple you know, there's some things yep. to do over there in Waikiki. And we went to that Rotary Club meeting. It was a nighttime dinner club meeting, which was unusual, and first one I'd ever been to, in fact, and met some really cool dudes, right, and, and they have drinks at those things, so we're drinking, mm -hmm. I don't think they had Rieger, I'm not sure, I don't think, it might have been too early for you, mm -hmm. and at the end of the night, we're leaving, and one of the guys said, hey man, you want to be in a yacht race? And I said, what? And his name was Jimbo, Jimbo Masucci, mm -hmm. and I said, yacht race? He goes, yeah man, we need some guys on a team, uh, Friday, tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, well, how many do you need? Well, I need the three of you guys. And I said, okay. He goes, you, you can race your yachts, right? And I went, well, sure. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. So we said yes. The next day, we go about our business, you know, a little bit of a hangover, and, and about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, and he said to be there at 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Be there at 5, no matter what. Captain Ron is going to be ready. Yes, Captain Ron. And we are on the other North Shore, kind of doing some cliff jumping and stuff, and I get on my phone, and I call back to that, Waikiki Yacht Club where the meeting was and I said hey we met a guy named Jimbo yesterday and he told us that they needed us in a yacht race was he just you know giving me crap and the bartender James said no man he needs you guys he's expecting you you need to be here at five o'clock and we're on the north shore of Hawaii just playing so we jump in the car we head across the mountain go back over and the only thing they told us was bring a 12 pack didn't know what that meant <laughs> right we stop and get a 12 pack of Stella we pull up right at 5 o'clock, and Jimbo's standing at the door going, come on in, 
come on in. He's waiting for you. And they walk us all the way through this yacht club. And I'm not kidding you, in five minutes out into there, next thing I know, we're on a yacht. This guy throws us all a pair of gloves and says, sit down. We're going to teach you. What do you know? And we're like, nothing. nothing. We're from Kansas. Anyway, we ended up in this Sunset Regattas. They have them on mm -hmm. Friday nights. Yep. You'll probably see one next time you're there. Yep. The Sunset Regatta race every Friday. And we raced on a team, and we won not only our category, but we won the uh, whole night, which means you get to park in the rum port and get all this free rum all night and Fantastic. whatnot. But that's just serendipitous, man. You just walk into a rotary meeting, and the that's next day you're fun. in a yacht race. That's all because you said yes to an experience you, say, you didn't know about. Amen, brother. I love yep. it. Well, Steve, on behalf of Emprise Bank, uh, the Jay Greer & Co. Distillery, Swell Spark, all of the companies you have and Let It Fly Media for uh, producing this podcast. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Wish you continued success. And, and we're excited to see what you, maybe an Emprise Bank partner together, uh, mm -hmm. can do as far as continue to grow really, really cool stuff in and around Kansas City. Next time, maybe I'll be brief. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to let you be brief. Let you be brief. Thank you. And we're done.